Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. A prenuptial agreement is a legal arrangement that spells out what financial resources will be protected in case of divorce. They often are viewed as a hedge on going all in in the marriage. And even though one of the top reasons for marital disagreements is around finances, money is not the reason for most divorces. Couples split up because the marriage is not emotionally supportive enough for at least one of the partners. So, would an emotional prenup be worth considering? Well, that's what I'm going to be talking about today with my guest, research psychologist, psychotherapist, and author, Dr. Frida Birnbaum. So, Dr. Frida, thanks for coming back on the show and talking about what I think is going to be a really interesting topic. It really is uh, something that we have to discuss, and it's been waiting forever. And I always wondered about this, and it's about time, because 50% of all marriages end up in divorce. Uh, so people come in with their problems, and it's explosive. Why not deal with conflicts while you're getting along? So I've been in practice for more than 30 years, and I have seen everything. I guess they call me the bartender for relationships, <laughs> because people tend to reveal their stuff to me, and I'm sitting in shock, you know, I'm having an affair, or... I decided to, I want to be gay in front of their spouses. Okay, I guess I can try to handle that one. But the emotional prenup is what we really need to do to prevent divorce uh, rather than looking to see how we can take care of the financial prenup after the divorce. And that's why I went ahead and decided this was a very important, something waiting to happen topic. So what exactly is an emotional prenup? prenup agreement and why would someone consider making one? It's something that you can fall back on. We have the security of marriage. But exactly what does that mean? You know, <laughs> till death do us part. Well what happens in between, you know? I know. <laughs> Hopefully we live a long enough life, stuff happens. And and what is it that you really need? Your partner doesn't know that. He may know that you want kids or you don't want kids or where you want to live, the basic things. But when we get into it, you know, our financial situation, do we wanna work? Uh where do we really wanna how often do we really wanna see our in laws or we don't want to see them at all. Mm -hmm. These things come into play for a lot of infighting uh, with these two couples, with these couples, yes. Well, you know, I find it really interesting because as you said, you know, people, people talk about whether or not they want kids. I actually had this conversation with my mother many, many years ago, and because I, I, I forget what we were talking about, but I, I think I said to her, I said, you know, it amazes me how many couples that I personally have worked with who've never had that conversation about whether or not they wanted kids. And she looked at me, she says, well, your dad and I never did. And I just kind of did this, you know, hit, you know hand up, hitting my head, you know, up against my forehead going, what? I mean, it's like, you know, and, it, and it's, it's always astounded me that people, you know, get into, get into marriage. And, and like you said, they have really no idea what that actually means. And I think this is why people um, struggle so much and why 
people talk about marriage being hard work. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. And so what I'm hearing from you is that an emotional prenuptial agreement might take some of the edge off of this. Is is that kind of a correct assumption? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, there are times when life was hard and my parents, grandparents, they were happy to be together for practical reasons. Uh-huh. And today we look for our partner for everything. It's not the community that we're help, that's helping us anymore. So what do we want from that partner? You know, uh-huh. we want someone that's going to be there for us, that we can count on this. Do you have any secrets? Uh, do you have any health issues? What about mental health issues? Have you been involved? And this is, sounds far-fetched. Have you been involved with uh, same-sex partners? Uh, uh-huh. Prior to this, you'd be surprised how many people uh, have been and you need to know these things. Because when the secrets come out later, that's when you're already fighting. Uh-huh. Uh, that's when you're ready in conflict and looking to hurt each other. Why not do it when you're getting along so you can really work it out before you have to go to a therapist? Well, and, you know, there's so many things. I mean, I, I talk about marriage being, and I know you're never supposed to modify the word unique, but it is truly a unique relationship. And, it, you know, I, I tell people it's, it's a combination of every other relationship you're involved in. It isn't just the romantic relationship, which usually is what kicks it off. But, you know, you're you're talking about all kinds of things. You're talking about finances, lifestyle, um, emotional needs. Do we want to have children? Where do we want to live? You know, what, you know, who's who's going to take the lead in in this area of the relationship? Um, Who's going to take the lead? in that area of the relationship. And nobody actually talks about these things. But that's what I'm understanding that your suggestion for an emotional prenup would would kind of, people would have these conversations before they actually said, I do. You know, absolutely. In reality, we don't have the role playing that we used to have. The woman stays home, the man goes out and works, and that was it. Uh, today, everyone's doing a little bit of everything, so the roles are not as defined, and the boundaries are not as defined. So uh-huh. we have to know the individual, when do you want to work if you have children? Do you want to take turns uh, if you do have children? And one thing that's extremely important, do not bring your past experiences or your past problems into the relationship. That person you're with has nothing to do with it. They're clueless, and then we blame them for all kinds of things. But in reality, you know, we know that. But in reality, what really does happen, we do choose people that we are familiar with our dysfunction. So uh-huh. we'll marry our mother or our father, and we'll say, oh, that sounds familiar. Oh, uh-huh. I can be comfortable with that. You know, uh, emotionally abuse me. Go ahead. You know, <laughs> I deserve that. So, yeah. and then, you know, you get what you set up to happen, and that's the scary part. And then they come to, to therapy and wonder why they're being stepped on. Well, they ask for it. So these are, these are situations that keep coming back and forth. You know, will they stay together in a marriage? Do uh-huh. they want to? Today, it's just a click of a button. You find the next person. Will they stay with their engagement if they want uh-huh. to? Will they even get engaged? Because some, some of these relationships that they live together first, don't last. But then again, 
the marriages are commitments that at least you want to try to make it work, hopefully with this emotional prenup. Well, I love that. So, you know, we understand that the financial prenups come into, come into play once a marriage ends, but emotional prenups are designed to prevent divorce. So how exactly does that work? Can you explain it? So what would happen would be that uh, both partners uh, would be able to look and uh, admit uh, to their weaknesses, to their hopes for the future, what kind of future do they really want? Do they want to spend money fixing up a house or do they want to travel? That's, that's a major conflict in my practice that I've seen all these years, how to spend the money. Some people are keepers, some people are go, they go ahead and they spend uh, the money right away. How do you want to divide the money? That's a huge issue if one person's making more. Do you want to divide it equally? That's something that needs to be discussed beforehand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's so interesting that you talk about that because it's you know one of the things that and, and it's it's changing a little bit, but you know this this idea of what it means to contribute financially, and it's like so are we are we actively contributing financially, meaning we're actually bringing money into that in, into the house, or are we? keeping it from going out, which is, you know, I, I've, had, I've had so many people, you, usually women say, well, I don't work. And I said, I'm sorry, are you not in charge of, you know, are, are you not a stay-at-home you know, parent? And they go, yeah. I said, then you're working 24-7. Um, and they went, they kind of go, oh, because, you know, but they've had, I've, I've, I've actually experienced the, the conversation where the man says, well, she doesn't contribute. And I, financially, and I'm going, whoa, 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 do you have any idea about if you guys had to hire, you know, a cleaning service? Let him stay home, and then we'll talk to him afterwards. <laughs> to see which, which yeah. That, does he really want? But in reality, you know, what's happening today is that they're changing roles. Men are more uh-huh. nurturing, and uh-huh. women want the responsibility of the bookkeeping and the finances and making decisions with that. So each is getting a little bit of what they didn't have before. But because of it, it's more complicated. They have to be able to address what the other person needs. It's not a given anymore. Just because you have children doesn't mean the woman's going to stay home. Right. She may want to go ahead and develop her career, or she may want to go to school, or whatever that is that she wants to do for herself. And moving and having these kind of different changes, men usually get that. Women don't. A man right. won't move uh, you know, locations for a career. A woman will more do more so. And you're right about staying home. Most women who stay home with underage kids are depressed. That's what my research showed. So right. it's really something to think about where, where you're going in your future life here. Well, and, and the other thing that I find really interesting about the concept of an emotional prenup is, is getting people to actually think through what it is they want. And, you know, and again, I, I have said this before, I will say it again, I'm, all, I'm a big fan of love. I'm a big fan of being in love. I'm a big fan of loving. But, but love alone isn't going to get you through um, a marriage. It's, I, I say it's necessary, just not sufficient. And, but, you know, I mean, there's no other aspect of our lives for the most part that we just kind of 
leave to chance. But you know, but but it, you know, it's, it's almost cool. like people are flipping a coin. That's a little. Fl- I mean, that's that's not exactly accurate. But you know, they they. Just kind of oh we're in love we'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll figure it out and it's like well but would you rather have a a plan or a guideline or a blueprint or something that kind of puts the guardrails on so it's like you were talking about in the beginning about you know, how much time do we want to spend with with you know our extended families do we even want to do that and you know I always I always tell couples that you need to discuss holidays the first year that you are together as a couple not necessarily married (laughs) but just because you get into these habits and then it gets really hard to change them and people don't ever really stop and think about what do we want to do what is what is best for our relationship I have to interrupt I have to interrupt you and tell you that love goes out the window when you're fighting (laughs) oh yeah forget about it (laughs) That's not even part of it. You want to really hurt each other, and you'll take and do whatever you can to get to that place. So when you're in this stage of trust, it doesn't stay. And uh-huh. that's the dangerous part. That's when you stay stuck with having the other person disconnect from you. Women are usually the attackers. Men are the silent ones and when they're fighting, so nobody uh-huh. gets their gratification. Women remember the past forever. Uh-huh. And they can't get off of it for some reason. So that's something that really is important that when you look at the facts, and by the way, this is really interesting. A lot of people, and, and you're, asking, you're, you're asking something very important. How do these people know what to ask? Well, I have these questions written out, and I'm surprised by some of these answers. Do you believe that monogamy uh, should be forever? And guess what? (laughs) I do not get the answer, yes. And it's, you know, today it's a free-for-all, you know. You can go ahead and you can meet somebody and you can do what you want to do. And when you do that, that trust and intimacy is broken even if both partners agree that it's all right because life takes over. When you have errands and when you have to make decisions about your religion, about holidays, excuse me, where to go, what to do with the holidays, do you even want to celebrate holidays at all, then you have to be able to say that you're not in the same relationship you were in before. The relationship changes. And because of that, you should really reassess this prenup every year, every two years, whatever it takes. And the way to do that is you're saying, wait a minute, you broke the contract. The original contract needs to be kept. Once it's broken, you go back and you fix it. But you have to really compromise as a couple. You know, marriage is hard, and you have to be able to give. You have to be able to listen to the other person. And it's not who's right or wrong, but who has the most effect, because you have to see yourself as a couple. Now, it used to be in the 50s, uh, a couple meant that you were intertwined. You were together. You were dependent on each other. Uh, Today, a couple is being committed but separately, doing your own thing, being individuals, then bringing that back together when you see each other, but not to feel that you have to be insecure 
or dependent on the other person. So our definition of marriage has, has really changed. changed, and that's why, that's why the disemotional contract prenup needs to be part of the marital process, that when you get the marriage license, this should be part of that marriage license. This should be a commitment. This is not a free-for-all where you're right. actually talking and saying, or even in therapy, you know, you can right. go to therapy. And the one thing, and, and I'm a psychoanalyst, and I'll tell you, the one thing therapy is not good about, you're trying to get support from the person you're seeing. And then you walk out. I've seen people, they walk out my door, they're fighting already. Right. Because they're really not, you know what I mean? They're <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, had, I, I've, actually, I've actually told my clients, do not talk to each other for at least two hours after a therapy session. Forget about it or keep it superficial. Keep it right. superficial. Don't talk about anything that has any conflict till you see me again. Right. Because they're not really talking to each other. They're not used to talking to each other. So when they have secrets, those secrets that they're carrying, if they can talk about them, I had an affair, I'm seeing my ex, uh, who right. knows what they are. I've heard it all in here. Um, when it comes out, when you're trying to hurt the other person, it's often fatal. It's often yes. too late. But when right. you talk about it in such a way that you want to feel understood and you have a chance to explain yourself, then that same message, it's how you say it, not what you say, that brings you closer together. Because as you know, when you're in a long-term relationship, there's much more depth to it. And the security gets even stronger if there's an understanding, if there's a meeting of the minds. So the romantic stage is wonderful, but the meeting of the mind is really even more exciting than it ever was before. Right. If you can go ahead and overcome the midst of these issues. Okay, so I need to remind my listeners that This is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with research psychologist and psychotherapist Dr. Frida Birnbaum about an interesting approach to keeping your marriage healthy and happy. It's called an emotional prenuptial agreement. And divorce is often what comes to mind when one partner is not feeling emotionally supported or fulfilled in the relationship. And if this is you... Unfortunately, you are not alone, but it doesn't have to be a binary choice between staying in an unsatisfying relationship or ending it. There is a third alternative, make it better, and this is where I can help. So if you're interested in that, I invite you to take a moment and shoot me an email or give me a phone call to schedule your free, no-obligation, five-star relationship call. You can reach me by phone at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. Or you can reach me by email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N is in Nancy, C is in charlie.com. And now I want to get back to this conversation with Dr. Birnbaum about this concept of an emotional uh, prenuptial. So, Dr. Frieda, what should be included in this? What are the thing? What are the areas that that people should really be having a conversation about? Well, we have to have it custom made as well. Uh, this is something that is not just a discussion in therapy. Uh-huh. I'm talking about an official contract that is signed and stamped by an attorney. 
Uh-huh. So I think we're talking about maybe two different things. When okay. you add it in your, uh, you know, your, what, what you're doing for people, it's not the same as what I'm talking about. I just want to make that very clear. Okay. This is not about going to therapy. So when you said this is what it's about, they should come see you, they're not going to get that from you. What I'm talking about, I hate okay. to say this, what I'm talking about is something that is stamped over approval by a notary that's official. I hope to make changes with this uh, officially uh, for people to have this when they go ahead and say their vows up front, in front of everybody. They could even say a few things about it. So this is before the marriage. This is something that can work easier when you look at what if this could happen. Because when you do preventative, it's always easier to fill in the dots. And so, yes, I'm sure you're a very good therapist, but that's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. Okay. I know you've pitched that, and I hope that people come and see you, but that has nothing to do with what I'm saying. So you combine the two, and I just want to tell your listeners, whoever they are, that this is not about therapy. I'm a therapist also, and uh-huh. I'm not telling them to come see me for this. I am telling them that these real issues from today, today, because our modern lifestyles have changed. It used to be much simpler. You needed, my mother used to say, a man is like a broom. You need one at the door. That's how simple marriage was to her. But uh-huh. we don't need that, those practical aspects. We have high standards. Our standards are higher than they should be. And we expect much more from one partner than we should and, theref- and therefore, that partner needs to be on board, needs to not be in the dark. Uh-huh. Because sometimes on an unconscious level, the expectations we have, we don't even know about. But right. then you have to sit down and write it out yourself or hear me ask those questions that they didn't think of that after 30 years of practice, I know what, those, what the results are going to be. And some people say, no, they can't see being married forever in front of their partners. And the partner's like, shocked, what? I right. can't trust you? Uh-huh. You know, so these are things that we take for granted because we're not our parents' partners anymore. We don't have the same kind of commitment uh, we want to, but we just don't have that. Well, and I think that, I think that this can kind of, you know, when people can talk about this, and, and I, you know, I, I've always had over the years people ask me if I do premarital work and I said with anybody willing to do it <laughs> but, you know because I think it's I think it's critically important to, to be clear about what you're getting into and you talk about you know expectations and I talk about expectations being being the bugaboos of relationships because most of the time these expectations are unspoken sometimes we're not even aware that we even have these expectations, but when they get violated, that's where the problems come in. So what I'm hearing is that having these conversations before you get married kind of lays out what's going on. And, and people say, well, then maybe, you know, then, then you know, I, I, I'm afraid that, that I'm going to find out maybe I shouldn't marry this person. And it's kind of like, well, wouldn't you rather know that beforehand? Um, and and so other than I know you mentioned monogamy, um, and I know you mentioned conversations about um, 
you know, children and potentially extended families. What other what other areas should be addressed in an emotional prenup? Well, women like to go ahead and fulfill themselves after divorce. Why not do it while you're married? And men yep. are looking to have better relationships only because as children they didn't get those kind of support systems. They were taught to go out there into the world. And women were taught uh, less so now to be more subservient. So they're each looking to fill that when they're divorced. And I say to fill it now. What is it um, individually? So we're talking about two people uh, getting together and they're individuals, not two people that are intertwined because then you forget the essence of who you are and where you're going and what uh -huh. you want. If someone's saying, I will help you with your career, and they don't help you with that, they're really breaking the code. And what do you do about that? You're miserable. Uh -huh. And you may not even be aware of that void, but you'll pick on that person for other reasons because you'll feel that void. So we need to address what really is very important to us and know that we can have that in this marriage or marriages will be broken. Uh -huh. People are not going to go ahead and just say, I'm just going to be married for the sake of being married anymore. And that's why 50% of the marriages there are divorce, and I have been helping people, and I'm looking to help more people uh, to get away from that. And yes, you're right. We do need to have premarital help and counseling, but that's not done so much. But the yeah. counseling I'm talking about is listening, and I'm not talking about something where you're just going to go ahead and have a few sessions. Uh -huh. I'm talking about in-depth changes where you see couples actually committing to these changes and how that affects them. So it's a huge process of unwinding what you brought, what you grew up with uh -huh. and looking at yourself differently because our parents, the role models they had weren't the greatest right. and we don't know what to do. So we, we go ahead and we mimic what we saw before. Okay. So we, have this prenuptial, we have this emotional prenuptial agreement, and I heard you say, and I think it's a very good idea, that it should be revisited every year, every couple of years to make sure it's still working for what we're trying to do. But what happens if there is a violation in the agreement? Well, what happens, and that's why this is so different than therapy, the violation is that the code has been broken, the contract has been broken. And once that's broken, if you can't get it to work, then the essence of the relationship is broken. Uh -huh. And you need to reassess where you're going, if you want to stay or if you want to go. This is serious. This is not about bickering the rest of the relationship here or, or keep going to therapy forever. This is about facing the consequences. So each person is equally responsible to know, hey, it's not important to me, but it's important to that person. Uh -huh. I better get on board. I'm going to lose that, I'm going to lose that person. And okay. therefore, this is a way of avoiding and preventing the next step to be able to say, okay, I'm either on board or I'm, going to, I'm not going to be on board. And okay. that's when they have to face reality. It's not about coming in and talking about it and seeing if the therapist supports one or the other. Therapists should have nothing to do with this. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that, you know, that's the other thing that, you know, it, people ask me, well, when do I tell couples they should just separate? I said, it's, I don't. It's not up to me. It, my, my job is to help them uncover what's going on and, 
and make good decisions. And so if somebody, so does it automatically mean divorce if somebody breaks the, the emotional prenup or, or is there, or there are options? Every year, if you reassess the conflicts and you work it through, then the marriage is stronger than ever. Then the relationship will be better than ever. But in the midst of this, there's turbulence. And that, therefore, some people do get a divorce uh-huh. if you're not going to work it through. So it's, you have to have your priorities. What is more important? Are taking care of the children or going out on date night uh, if you don't have the right kind of babysitter. We, you have to reassess the priorities over and over and over. And if there's a standstill and you can't live with that, then you have to be able to know this may not be working. So the uh-huh. contract is something that signs. It's notarized. There's an attorney there. Uh-huh. It's a license with the marital license together. And this is not about therapy. Okay. This is about a commitment that two people have together to follow through on their process and on their agendas before problems. Uh, therapy is for problems, and this is something that's much more proactive. They're really living in this moment of looking and seeing and dealing with each other, and the therapist is not part of that triangle. It's just the two people okay. seeing if in the future, in the future, can they put up with this or not? And when that contract goes, they have to be responsible for the consequences. It's not about going for 20 years and feeling understood by this third person. Okay. Where can people learn more about this, um, this concept of an, of an emotional prenup? And I know you talked about you know, having specific questions that that can help guide this process. So if, if somebody is interested in, in doing this, which, by the way, I happen to recommend highly, um, where can they learn more? All right, so I have a website, drfrida.com. Uh, it's D-R-F-R-I-E-D-A.com. And also they can uh, contact me directly, Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R-F-R-I-E-D-A at gmail.com. I uh, hope I didn't give you a hard time. I think <laughs> Oh no, no worry about it. People right away. People right away go to therapy or, you know, premarital therapy and it's just it's uh, uh, something that we need, but it's a different concept. Yeah, and, and and again, it's you know, many people I I truly believe that many people make marriage a lot harder than it needs to be. And maybe that includes you, but there are truly practical steps that you could take to make yours easier and more likely to last. And in my opinion, the goal shouldn't be simply for your marriage to just survive. The goal should be to have it thrive and where it works for both you and your spouse. And one way to do that is to create a plan for it that you both can embrace and implement. And again, it's not a straitjacket. It's something that you can um, adjust over the years and so the question that I have I have two questions actually is what areas need attention in your marriage and what would help you to address them in a productive way and one of the things that I hope you will do is to continue to listen to this show I also suggest that you go to Dr. Frieda's website because I think it, it you it's filled with all kinds of wonderful information and until next week stay loving stay loving